It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. We're here on the porch at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Trace Hazlett is up here with us too. So you got uh, lots of uh, good folks to help you with your gardening questions at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And even if they come by, they're got lots of knowledgeable folks here that can answer their gardening questions. Uh, your guys are well-trained and uh, know what they're talking about, right, Trace? You bet. Okay. <laughs> this this looks like uh, uh, Snapdragon City out here. They're pretty. You've got some some that, uh, well, all of them are full of, full of buds. <laughs> they're getting ready to bur- burst into bloom. And uh, I Still got four more months to enjoy them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they got Snap, a long Snapdragons time. Snapdragons tend to go to the end of May. Oh wow, crash! Yeah, so even though it's a cool weather plant. Yeah, they can take some pretty hard freezes. Calvin got that question. Um, was it about pansies? That woman that was selling her home and wanted instant color. She was asking how long they would last. And pansies going to depend on God. Okay. As soon as the nights get hot. <laughs> okay. Well, she she was aware of the fact that snapdragons generally have a, a low, a pause in their bloom mm-hmm. during this during January, and they come back in mid-February, uh, and so she was just kind of, she was trying to gamble on which was going to be the best bet for her. Yeah, well, these, these plants already got buds that are getting ready to open, so... Yeah, but that doesn't always make a big difference. <clears throat> that doesn't doesn't what? Oh, I, I just doesn't always make a big difference. Like some some of my uh, rockets. Oh, okay. A- actually, this year they look pretty good because the w- the weather's been perfect for yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, but but they as as it's been brought to my attention by the people at Peterson's the. Uh, and by face uh, uh, sometimes that the, the rock, uh, some of the snapdragons are a little unpredictable, but the, some of the other ones, the uh, uh, the, the smaller version, uh, really look good and are look like they're they're going to just con- continue that bloom period. Yeah. So can I brag on my broccoli? No. Okay, yeah. I won't tell you y- then. Yes, you can. It's got a little head on it, about the size of a quarter. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I told you it'd still do something. You yeah. did. That's, you were the one that gave me the good advice. It's I in a container. Yeah, I need to fertilize it. The plant it. is four to five inches tall. Oh, no, no, the plant's taller than that. The plant's probably... It was six? four or five inches when it looked like it killed it. Uh. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> eight to ten inches tall now. I have, I'll send you a picture. And that was I took pla- a picture. That was planted in where? <laughs> when did you get them, Trace? <laughs> uh, September. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then it went. It got kaput. I think it. 
the wind broke it. And yeah. So that was the uh, no, no. It was the worms first. The worms <laughs> that got it first. This is the broccoli that, that this broccoli has a heart of gold. It doesn't want to die. That does not. I'll send you a picture. Okay. So how how big the big head is about the size of a marble? <laughs> a quarter. A quarter? <laughs> Much different. A very, a very large marble. It's, it's about like that. Wow. I know. That's like a half dollar there, man. Uh, thank you, Trace. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Okay. Okay. Let, uh, me, let, let me know when you break out the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Now, you realize yeah. that, that you would have been throwing away the broccoli that you transplanted. Uh, if you'd have transplanted it when I told you to, and uh, yeah. but, but I, and I, why would you be throwing it away, Milton? Yeah, because you harvested three or four times. But I, I had a, I owed this broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> if I can, oh, Milton is like man. our average customer. You yeah, can't, you can't get him to. I know, just to start over when it's time. Yeah. I, had a, I had a customer this morning that brought me a tomato off a tomato plant that she had. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, was she upset about it, or she was bragging on it? No, she had problems. Oh, Uh-oh. so uh, I gave her the the right answer of throw it away and buy a new one. Yeah, and it didn't go over as well as yeah. I hoped. <laughs> she had adopted it, huh? She she loved this tomato plant. Did you know what variety it was? I didn't ask. Did I, I I didn't ask because it's. Well, okay. uh, it doesn't I, matter. I, I didn't want her to have any more sentimental attachment uh. to it. <laughs> now, I'll be honest with you. Even when I've, like, had to pull out, they, they look horrible. They're brown. They're just, they're, they're ucky. Still pulling those tomatoes out of the containers and just tossing them in the organics makes me sad. I know. Me too, but... It's for, it's for the best. Yeah, there's there's not much point. But it's, called, the it's called tough love, Milton. Is that it? Okay. But the, the broccoli still had a chance. No. Yes. And, <laughs> and you love your broccoli and you love tomatoes. Uh-huh. It's just tough love. That's it. There you go. I'll send you the. Uh, okay. I'm not going to send you the picture because you're going to make fun He's of it. Just going to make fun of it. Yeah. The two holes I have in the I'm happy the big for leaves. You. I'm happy for you, Milton. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you, Trace. I'll send you the picture. Oh. The, the, this this plant is worse than the, the virus <laughs> that we got. My broccoli. Uh, I checked uh, as I was walking in over there, and there's a there's one grandma's yellow road left. Wow, I don't doubt it. You sure? Yeah, I think where, so. Where did you walk in? I I, I walked I, I walked that. I think there's some more over there. Oh, there's more over there where the roses. So. Yeah, good. I think so. The ones I saw were blooming that Milton and I spotted going out. Yeah, they're about. There was about. I'm I'm almost positive there's more. Half, <laughs> if not, then uh, so, I've got an order coming this next week. Yeah, I'm add to. So I think John Patterson uh, got his. Uh, he's an Aggie, and uh, so he he got his we grandma, grandma Jello. We won't hold that against him. Yeah. Last so, year, last year he tried unsuccessfully. To find one. He lives in the San Antonio area, but be willing to drive. Thanks and gig em, John Patterson. Uh, Class well, we 81. We are a destination nursery, so yeah. as long as he his destiny was here, he's going to get one. So I, Did I, you tell him? I laid, in, I laid into him, and uh, uh, he, he wrote me back a little bit later that... Uh, 
he, that I I had figured out that he hadn't been listening to the radio. Oh, that's program, right. Because we've been promoting it uh, quite a bit. But those those in bloom, that beautiful, those beautiful ones you they got in bloom. Yeah. Uh, even Milton commented on it. I was the one that said, "Is that Grandma's yeah, yard?" Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, and the on that note, the antique roses have been ordered. Oh, good. Oh, good. And there's uh, most of the varieties are going to be the same as what we had last year. Uh, they're going to short me on the metabolism, so I won't get as many. Oh. So that's my favorite rose. So that was a little bit disappointing. Huh. Um, and then I think Peter ordered one or two other varieties. So, uh, but mostly the same as on your okay. list. Okay. Good. Uh, wonder why the meta- I don't know whether the metabolist was a good seller or they, they, they rooted. I think my, my my assumption is it was too good a seller. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's why they didn't have enough. Yeah. They're, that's on roots, I'm yeah. pretty sure. So I ordered 50, and we're going to get some percentage of that in. <laughs> okay. Uh, did they did they show how much was on availability? No, they just listed names, and we put it in. Oh, numbers, okay. Then, okay. Then they gave us the bad news. <laughs> okay. So yes. Sometimes, sometimes those roses uh, are difficult to root. Well, I bet they show up this week. Uh, I don't know what day, but I bet you they show up this week. That'll be good. It's ba- it's about time for roses. That yeah. Uh, I also noticed that uh, there's a few of the white blue bonnets left up there. A handful. <laughs> and uh, I got this I got this uh, question in this uh, from a fellow here in town said. Uh, Dear Jerry, I have plant. I have a blue bonnet patch for over ten years, and over those years, had some good crops and some not so good. But this year, I cannot find one baby plant, so he can identify the seedlings. Not one explanation. Last year I had a good crop, and like I always, never mowed the packet until every pod had split and pl- and dropped the seed. So he's doing it right. No spraying of any kind of root, weed killer or pre-emergent. Just no baby plants. What could have happened? As always, thanks for your help and advice, uh, Ralph Morgan. And so uh, I knew I knew what I wanted to write him back <laughs> uh, and because I, I've been noticing the same thing. I didn't know, I didn't know why that there's very few, if any, uh, seedlings coming up. And we keep predicting. and it's getting late. Yeah, mm. we keep predicting that some will sneak up the late, yeah. the late ones. <laughs> Uh, you're right. I haven't seen him come uh-uh. up yet. And so, so I, uh, I got in touch with uh, John Thomas, and because uh, asked him what could we plant now, what the, people are kind of realizing that they're not going to have many blue bonnet. Uh, what could they plant now, and uh, to uh, make up for that, uh, and get some. Uh, Spring color for, for wildflower. 
I'm sure he said blue curl. I I have my answer. What was his? (laughs) He gave me uh, a listing of... um, it two two they rec- he recommends two of their seed seed uh, mixes and he recommended uh, some individual plant materials from that and uh, and uh, I I put it on it was so people could find it and o- order them I put it on plantanswers.com. And with pictures, and it's on the on the on the first page on the, uh, the front page under uh, what can you plant now to uh, for uh, to to have uh, spring bloom. Can, can you surmise that for us? <laughs> no. <laughs> what was your suggestion, it's, Tracy? It's a long time. L- Larkspur. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned Larkspur. That's. that's- my, fa- my favorite wildfire. <laughs> once you start it, you can't stop it. <laughs> That's what Calvin says. Yeah. He says, and I'm and and I mentioned even I can't kill I it. mentioned uh, Laura Bush petunias, which they have, have available. And uh, since Calvin was uh, uh, hot on that blue curl, that plant he planted over in the butterfly garden, hummingbird garden. Uh, John, I couldn't find it on the Wild Seed Farms website, but I could find it on uh, the uh, uh, Place Injunction, hmm. the Native Seed Place Injunction, and I put it on the list. So if you want to know, uh, read about uh, the ones that you can plant now. Now, understanding that you're going to be watering them if you're in lieu of rainfall. And so, so even the annuals, the annual flowering plants, are not going to come up uh, in the, uh, you know, if you don't water them during water. So hey, are we water. saying that he didn't water his blue bonnets, or what are we saying there? Yeah, well, he didn't no, water the wild ones. <laughs> That's uh, uh, he's got underground, underground air, irrigation for mm. his beds, I think. Let's help Valerie. Uh, she's on the line. Got a question about blackberries. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi there, Valerie. How are you doing? <laughs> Hi, I'm good. I love the show. Listen every Saturday and, and Sunday. Um, Thank you. Now, I know you talked about blackberry bushes, but I wasn't listening super close because I try and multitask while I'm listening to you on Saturdays and get all my stuff done. But I have a bunch of blackberry bushes. That did awesome last year. I must have got at least two gallons of awesome good blackberries. But uh, wow. I don't, yeah, they were so good too. Are they oh, seedless? Or are they thornless berries or no. have thorns? Yeah, no, they have. I actually planted both, and the thornless just didn't survive. I guess they're not as hardy. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so I had <laughs> I had the I had the thorn uh, blackberry bushes, and I just wanted to you know. Uh, how do you cut those back, or is it too late? I don't know when to do that. Okay, well, how tall did the bushes get? Oh, probably about four feet. Okay, that's what I was going to say, three or four feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you'll notice, uh, say you didn't cut them back. You generally cut them back in June. You cut oh, the one. Really? You cut the uh, canes that have uh, had bears on them in June. 
uh, after they finish uh, producing their bird. Now, if you haven't cut them back now, I I imagine you've seen a lot of new growth come up, really what we call bull canes come up uh, uh, in the blackberries. I guess so. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, they've grown. They they've grown a lot of the bushes. Gotten a lot larger, right? Yes, it's kind of mixed in with um, the uh, with those red flowers that are real hard. It, they're uh, what they call. Oh God, they're like they're 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 uh, red. Uh, I don't know, but I've got them in mixed in with there. I was trying to get rid of those because the blackberries are wanting to keep growing. I'd rather have those than those other ones. But uh, there and you I've got go. living tree. Yeah, I've read, I have a lemon tree that's not really growing too well. It's mixed in there, too, because I wasn't expecting the blackberries to really take off like they did, you know. But <laughs> now I want you them. Remember the, you remember the variety you have? I don't. No, I don't. I, I just was really weird. I just I think I picked it up at Lowe's, just, you know, and I just, uh, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, man. I'm sorry. That you? was before I knew you guys. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that was B.M. Uh, Melton. Before Melberg. Before Melberg. Yeah, Thank see. you, Melton. There, oh, there uh, you I go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but everything I get now is from Melberger. But these are the blackberry. Yeah, I do. And I, these okay. are really the really nice big ones. And I think as they get older, they get bigger and sweeter, I've noticed. Hmm. You're right. The fruit does. The berries do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, well, getting back to your original question, uh, the uh, what you want to do is uh, after they have the fruit on that on the cane mm-hmm. uh, or the plant, uh, you cut them, cut those canes down to the ground, cut them, cut them off at the ground level. You're saying canes? Is that the stem? Oh, yes, what? ma'am. Okay. And uh, then, yeah, and you leave the what most people would call a a sprout, root sprout, suckers, mm-hmm. suckers. There you go, because uh, <laughs> that'll be next year's fruit. Oh. And so, wh- what you do uh, when those suckers come up, uh, you uh, pinch them back about uh, every every two feet they grow. So they'll okay. they'll have side branches, and thus oh. more berries. Oh, okay. Now, since you didn't, <laughs> since you didn't uh, prune them uh, last year, mm-hmm. uh, what you've got uh, rather than going in there and pruning them this year, because mm-hmm. you've got them all mixed up, mm-hmm. uh, you will uh, go ahead and uh, leave them, and uh, harvest the berries uh, this year. Okay. And then after the berry harvest in uh, this year, in June, mm-hmm. uh, go, go ahead and cut them all to the ground. Oh, okay. Cut them all. You've got to renew the canes and get rid of the get rid of the old canes. The, the old ones will never produce again. Right. Okay. And got the, it. <laughs> and and you can tell the old ones from the new ones because the new ones are. Uh, very fleshy and and green, light green, mm-hmm. and uh, the thorns are not hardened on the new growth. Mm. Right. So uh, and the old canes, they got your your bu- your bush has thorns. You said. Yes. And uh, the old canes will uh, 
turned turn kind of brown and, and look like they've died after okay. they've had a had okay. a they they still have some green on them but uh, they won't okay. look nearly as fresh as those suckers will. Uh, okay. so you you cut them you cut them cut them back to the ground. I know it's going to hurt you, but they uh-huh. they will come back again. Uh, uh, then, yeah, I think so. They're growing everywhere in my neighbor's yard. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and I have uh, an alley. You're back yeah. there too. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, they, have you fertilized them? Ever? No. I, well, well, um, you know, it, it depends on what you mean by fertilizer. I know y'all were talking about, you know, some fertilizers. I do have, um, like, I would do tomato plants, and I know I'd use just whatever's there. And then I have a fig tree in the back. So I use um, different, and then that lemon tree, I use a different fertilizer. So I've never really just fertilized, you know, the bushes. I'm sorry. What am I supposed to use for that? You could use on all those plants uh, slow-release 19.59 fertilizer and apply it in uh, in uh, March or April, or okay. February or March. Okay, February or March, got it. And you and you it, can plant you can use that on the figs, uh, even though people oh. don't usually fertilize figs. The bees I need, are that's another I'm question. Assuming. I'm assuming these oh. are all in the ground, right? Valerie, can we can we ask you a favor? Can we we got to go to a quick break here? Can oh, we can you hang fine. on a sec? We'll get your question right after the break. Okay, thank you. All right, we're going to be right back with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas in just a moment. Uh, give us a call 210-308-8867 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. As Al celebrates uh, January birthdays here, that's uh, uh, David Ruffin of The Temptations. 210-308-8867. Valerie, I promise we're going to get right back to you, but i got to tell you about Spider-Man Pest Control. Uh, if you've got bugs that are bugging you, anything that's, uh, that's causing problems, you need to call Warren Remy and Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. They've been doing this since 1976, and they take a holistic approach to helping you with your insect problem. What does that mean? That means they're not only going to treat, they're going to tell you how to figure out and configure your garden, your home, whatever it is, so that you don't have as big a problem, uh, so uh, you don't have to be treating. And I, I hear that all the time. People complain that, you know, okay, they treated, and then two months later they had to come back again, or even two weeks later. Uh, the roaches were back. No, that's why you want to call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Or just make it easy on yourself. at Spider-Man Pest Control. Go SpiderManPest.com. Go SpiderManPest.com. All right, Valerie's still on the line at 210-308-8867. When last we left her, Valerie said, well, i got one more question. Okay. So, so, Valerie, what's, what's, that, whoops, what's that one more question? Yes, thank you. I have a fig tree, and it's uh, it took a long time to even grow big, and uh, it's probably now maybe two, I don't know, ten feet, and it doesn't produce figs. And I know it's my neighbor; his fig tree was just full of figs and full. And then mine, I looked at it and it had three figs, 
and his were already harvested, taken off, and mine were the three things I did have were just were green and never really turned until oh, I don't know July or August or something. It was late. <laughs> so uh, how, was, how tall how tall is the plant? Um, I think it's maybe about ten, maybe twelve feet. Oh, twelve feet. So no, it, well, no, no, it, no, it's not. I would say ten feet. <laughs> It's kind of hard to tell because it's all dried up. <laughs> About uh, 10 feet. Three feet? No. Ten no, feet. no. T- 10, feet. 10 feet. 10 feet. Oh, okay. We're settling on 10. <laughs> We're settling on 10. Maybe shorter. I don't know. I can't tell. It's hard to tell without the leaves on it right now. <laughs> okay. And it's uh, it's five, five years old, you said? No. It's it's probably um, probably 10 years old. Two years old? Ten, ten. ten years old. Ten years old. <laughs> somebody <laughs> turn in. Somebody check on his hearing aid. One of these guys has <laughs> the wrong hearing aid. You know, yeah, I think so. And it's never had, it's never had figs. Well, it didn't. And it had three this year, but it never had in the past. I was ready to cut it back. And I said, yeah. cut it down. Yeah, just cut it is down. It in, and I is, thought, it in a, is it in a lot of shade? No. It's cut full sun. Hmm. Do, do, you, do you know what variety it is? No, I don't. My uh, this is my my uh, girl I used to work with. Her mother had you know how you just break them off and root them. She, well, this she gave it to me when it was when it had already leaved, and I had it in a container for probably about three, maybe three four years before I even put it in the ground. So I have no idea what type of fig it is, but obviously it's not the same kind as my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it could be. You could just be doing different uh, uh, hab- hab- patterns with it and habits, and that that could be explaining why one is producing and one isn't. Well, the figs are notorious for that, too. Yeah. <laughs> you are you have, the, I, I heard they were self-sufficient. That's what I always thought about figs. You didn't need to do anything to them. And he, the, my neighbor says, I don't do anything to mine. And I started watering mine this year. That's probably why I got the three figs. But other than that, I don't know if I, I probably do need to fertilize it. Well, no. <laughs> uh, no. A fig uh, doesn't, doesn't require a lot of fertilizer, but you can definitely fertilize it. But uh, okay. uh, I, I'd, I'd be interested to know what kind it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we 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 said we recommend uh, here at, at Miller, uh the Celeste. Okay. And, uh, and I think brown turkey. Brown We've turkey, done brown yeah. turkey. Mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, is a leaf is a leaf on it more rounded or is it a deeply cut leaf? Uh, low. You know, I, I it's got. Uh, it's got, I would say, lobes. You would say lobed? Lobes. Okay. Uh, there's no reason that that fig should not be producing. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't think of any, it, uh, unless it, fro- it froze back, and we hadn't, it shouldn't have froze back, frozen back in the last five, right. six years. This last yeah. year was a, kind of a tough a mm-hmm. tough year in terms of moisture. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah. If, you, if it doesn't get moisture, it won't have figs. If mm-hmm. it gets too much moisture, especially when the figs are ripening, the figs will rot. 
Okay. But uh, uh, but uh, normally they'll they'll set fruit, especially mm-hmm. that brown turkey and uh, Celeste are mm-hmm. are real good about setting fruit. But that gets yeah. us back to while yours won't set fruit. Uh, I I just keep up keep the faith. Uh, okay. I think I, I think it'll have fixed and and or the later. irrigation. Yeah. 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 Water it. That, okay. Yeah. I, well, it fi- I figure in the long left. run is it. A fig in the long run is a mulberry tree, Dang. and uh, so the the fruit that you eat is actually an inverted bloom, and uh, so next time you actually bite into one, you you can actually see the the parts of the flower, and uh, a watering is is key for anything to bloom. Okay, well that probably okay. that's probably it. Thank you so much for all your help. I appreciate it. Sure, you take so care. Much. Thanks for listening. Take care. Thank you. Linda's on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, Linda, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. you I have What's a question for Dr. Calvin. I, I have a jade plant that I've had for 12 years. It's it was probably two and a half to three feet tall. It was huge. And it was in a strawberry pot that was two feet tall. And I put other succulents around the strawberry pot in the little um, breakouts that you could put something in. And it was striking. Everybody saw it. that saw it said, that is magnificent. Well... Uh, it had three branches bigger around than a 50-cent piece, and two of them died within two weeks. And I have not changed it, the water, I haven't moved it, I haven't done anything. And now I just have the one on one side, and I don't know what could have happened to it. What was the plant? Jade. A jade. jade did, plant. Did, did you leave it out for cold? No. How you uh, you didn't water it, and it didn't get so, soggy and stay soggy, did it? No, I haven't changed anything for the, all the years I've had it. I thought maybe it died of old age. Oh, no. Yeah. No, they grow in the trees. Uh, did you when you cut the dead stems off, were they brown in the middle or black? Uh, they were uh, crispy and just shattered in my hand. But the one that lived is doing great. And everybody commented on it because each one of the little cups on the strawberry pot had a different succulent and then this big, tall jade on the top. And it was striking, and I'm sorry to lose it. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Jade plants are pretty tough. Yeah, you just need to figure out what it what it was you did with the, the one that's surviving and just uh, keep doing it. But it's surprising, too, that the the other ones were lost. But when they died, think a little bit more about that. I mean, is it, Jerry asked about the um, browning, or is it, was it soggy at all? Um, no. 
No, I was careful since it's a succulent not to overwater it. And um, I um, I would water it when the dirt two inches down was dry. And okay. um, sometimes I would forget to water it. And with succulents, I mean, you don't. You don't need to water them very much. And I've had it for 10 years. And I've kept it in the same pot, and I was just puzzled. Yeah, yeah, I'm puzzled too. I don't know that. It, you, there, you don't seem, there isn't any pattern that is obviously different from the one that's successful with the one that. That died. There's got to be some key in there. Did they die? Did they, the branches die at the same time, or was one die and then another one die? The two that died died at the same time. And they're attached they, to the main stem at the same place? Yes. Mm-hmm. All three. And the one that's left, it's at the base where it goes in the ground, it's as big around as a 50-cent piece. And it takes a long time for a jade to get that big. Oh, yeah. I mean, Uh, I've had it for 10 years. I've had it in the same spot. I do bring it in the house if we're going to freeze. But all of a sudden, I've too died. Yeah, does it... uh do the branches that died come off of the trunk well above where it goes into the potting mix or the the soil? Well, the the branches died on the main stem, but there's three main stems. Well, actually, there's four now that I'm looking at the pot, and they were... The two that died were big around, and I thought, well, maybe it died of old age. No. But half of well, it just died. Okay. Was, was that a, 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 like I said, was was there large stem left beneath where the limbs died, where the ones died? In other words, did you have four or five inches of live uh, br- uh, wood beneath the uh, ones that died? Um, no, the stems died all the way down to the ground oh, to the okay. top of the pot. But there's two healthy stems that are probably as big around as a quarter, the stems where it goes in the ground. That's why when the others died that were as big around as a 50-cent piece, I thought, well, maybe they died of old age but i i had to know how to take care of it or it wouldn't have lasted 10 years and yeah. i didn't change anything okay there there's uh sometimes those plants i don't know if this is it i'm just guessing uh sometimes they have a canker rod in them that's why i ask uh, when you mm. cut them off at the ground was there any uh blackened uh, or brownish in the main stem. Yes. Uh, uh, and uh, that's the only thing I can think of that would kill it. Yeah, that's the, that's the usual. Yeah. 
And you, you but does that kill the whole plant, or is it just going to grow out of it? Oh, no. It, it probably, it, it, it happens on mild laurels, too. Uh, it usually is just that stem. That stem, okay. And especially if she cut it off at the pot oh, good. level, okay. uh, hopefully the others won't be affected by it. Okay. Does that help, Well, I'm disappointed Linda? because to get one that tall and have it that long, it was a pretty impressive size, and yeah. now I'm going to have to repot all of it because the two stems that are left are not in the center of the pot. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry about that, Linda. Yeah, that's uh, stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah, well, wish, it was wish we could help more, but I can't think of what else we could do. Yeah. Thank you, Linda. Sorry. Thank you so much. Love the you show. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Sam is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Sam, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thank you for helping me. Sure. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a trap, uh, trap size and bait. Uh, for my uh, uh, vegetable garden because I'm having trouble with uh, uh, vomit, a vomit, uh, digging up. And uh, currently in uh, my green peas that are just coming up, uh, and I need to figure out baiting and uh, trap size. I have an abundance of, of Vomits, uh, probably uh, eighty-four or five squirrels. And, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. I, I have everyone you can think of, probably in this area. So I try to figure out what is doing it. Now, uh, it it may be just because when I'm when I'm planting them, the the uh, the ground is is looser, but uh, it just broke my heart to see my green peas that I've waited so long for, to come up. Uh, so many of them were uh, where he was digging, where the, the vomit was digging. Anyone have an idea? Were they and, were they were they were dug up? Is that what you're saying? The whole uh, yes yes digging they in were... in the, in the, around the. The, uh, plant, the plant, the plant that just came up, but uh, I'm not sure they were digging for the plant. It may just be loose ground. Is uh, is 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 the ground where they're disturbing? Is it loose around that area? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, are are, are the holes? Are the individual holes where oh, yeah. they uh, yeah. went into the ground? Yeah. yeah. There's holes. They're holes, uh, individual holes. <laughs> uh, okay, are the holes round and about uh, four inches, four or five inches deep? Yes, uh, some of them. Uh, yes, I'm largely, I would say. Okay, that's. I think that's armadillos. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, I, I think they're armadillos. I don't have an arm. I've never. I didn't even think of armadillos. I have various. <laughs> I have uh, uh, traps large enough for them. I, I I love to trap them and and take them where they can 
uh, uh, where I don't have to enjoy their presence. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, an armor, the armadillos uh, normally come out at night. Yeah, of two, course. And that, between that's two and the three o'clock. Uh, uh, but if they're if they're leaving a distinct hole uh, where they're digging, uh, a round hole. That's why they put their little mouths down in there. I imagine they're searching for grubs or. I guess, yeah, I guess they can eat some uh, beans or whatever. Well, they're not. They're, they're, these are just tiny little plants just coming up, and I think it's probably it, it's not connected with the plants as much as it is the loose, looser ground. But uh, uh, what in the world uh, do I have to set my uh, clock for? Like three o'clock, and, and, <laughs> and my alarm so I could go out and. And greet them. <laughs> well, the armadillos can't see very well. Uh, the, they can't see, but they smell good real. I mean, they have a good smeller on them. And uh, what uh, is your yard fenced? Uh, uh, yes, but I sometimes leave the, leave the gate open. Okay, but uh, but normally it's fenced. Uh, go no, around well, and walk, yeah, yeah walk. It's, it's always fast, but sometimes one of the gates is left. The gate yeah, left, okay. So. Uh, walk around, walk around that fence, and uh, see if you can uh, find a, a hole under there, or a place that uh, yeah. something's been passing under the fence, and that that will be where the armadillos enter your landscape. Well, they, uh, I, uh, uh, that's that's why you put your trap too. Uh, they uh, they always run back to that same hole. If you get a, are you in? Well, by the uh, I high school where I live. Okay. But I I would say uh, one. Uh, there there is the digging there. They're not necessarily they're they're round holes. Many of them are, but they're some are 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 uh, not as deep as others. Yeah, and right, some okay. well, there's some scratches, so I couldn't. Uh, they're they're not uh, uh, they're not all the same, and some okay. just scratched areas. Sure. Now, are they? What what are they harvesting? I mean, are the are you or something eating the the peas or or are you? No, there no the peas are well. It had they have to eat them. Well, no, they did not eat the eat the peas. Uh, these are just just sprouting out of the ground. Just barely coming them. out. They uproot them. So, but I'm, and, and they're not they're not. Pardon me. They are not precisely always with the peas. I mean, yeah. in other words, they, they don't dig their their holes don't are are not where a pea is every time, but they're digging in the loose area, uh, <clears throat> and and of course it's where I uh, 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 yeah. made the made the soil very loose. Trace, what were you going to suggest? Well, uh, Jerry's right. So armadillos, uh, armadillos, and, uh, and trap them where you know where he was talking about. How do you trap? Uh, how do you? What do you? What do you use for bait? Uh, I would. The, well, the, they really don't use baits on armadillos. 
what they do, they find out where they're coming into the into the yard, and then they make a uh, a uh, a trap, a trap out there, kind of a a pin, uh, yeah. a, a V a V shaped pin that uh, <laughs> uh, chicken wire or something like that, because yeah. the armadillo can't see. And so you yeah. put it, you put the opening of it of that pen at the uh, where they're entering, and then you put the cone of that pen into the trap. And so yeah. they can't see real well, and they hit either side of that pen, and then eventually go into the trap. Well, you, going up you know, in North, well, going are you up able? Yeah, are you able to get on the internet? Oh, sure, sure. Plantanswers.com uh, and go to uh, uh, go to the take the first search engine you see on the on the right and type in uh, armadillos and then hit return. And we've got a lot of information on uh, armadillos on plantanswers.com, including recipes. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was getting ready to say that's one of the most beautiful white meats uh, that we that we have, and they call it uh, uh, possum on half shell back where I'm from. Sam, see if yes. that helps you, and then give us a yell back, okay? Uh, yeah, I was just going to tell you, there's a disease, a unique disease, a very awful one connected to armadillos, as you know. Yeah, right. Uh, Thanks, Sam. But, uh, okay. I'll make you a basket out of it if I catch them. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. All right. You take care. Thanks for calling. All right. Uh, we'll take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. Mike, you're up next on Millburgers Gardening South Texas right after this on The Answer. And we celebrate Shelly Fabry's birthday, uh, January birthday, Al, helping out that. Before we get to Mike, real quick, uh, you know, it is, uh, uh, tomorrow's supposed to be absolutely beautiful, and if you're thinking about going on the deck, but you're just like, eh, it just doesn't look like it used to. I wish it could look like it did when it was new. It can. Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf can help you out, and you can see for yourself what that looks like by going to deckandpatiocare.com. Deck and patiocare.com. Barry's been doing this since the 80s, knows what he's doing. He's considered a national expert on decks and staining. And you can call him at 210-822-9147. Don't suffer with that that, that sort of dingy-looking deck. Have Barry come take a look at it. Keep it looking good again, and keep it looking great all for a long, long time. 210-822-9147 for Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf or Deck and Patio Care. Dot com. Mike is on the line. Mike, thanks for waiting. How can we help you today? Well, I'm interested in uh, pre-emergent herbicides, uh, when to put them down, and, uh, yeah, that's a good question right there. When to, and do you have any recommended products? What are you trying to use the pre-emergent on, like for spring or for – he's looking for ideas on a pre-emergent. Ooh. Yeah. Can you not hear him? No, I've, this is the first yeah. I've heard about it. What's the introduction? Oh. Well, uh, uh, m- start again, Mike. 
Oh, you want okay. grass burr? Get rid of grass burr? Yeah, what are you trying or? to get rid of? No, just those uh, common garden, you know, lawn weeds that come up. That uh, yeah. jalo rooted, really sticky uh, springtime weed that comes up, and you can almost roll it up. But I've been fighting that for years. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, that comes up every spring. Uh, yeah. Let's see. It's late. You want you want to put that on in uh, late fall, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's see here now. For free emergent the timing. Yeah. Um, you can you can. This is a good time of the year to uh, to uh, if you if you see them out there now. Well, you got Saint Augustine grass. Yes. Uh, there's a product that we use in cool weather called Weed Free Zone. Weed Free Zone, and you just spray that on, and that'll take care of all the uh, uh, all all the weeds that are showing green in your Saint Augustine lawn, which is probably now brown, but it will not hurt the Saint Augustine or Bermuda or whatever you got. In fact, though okay. the weeds are. That chair, chair yep. is right about the. It's the time to treat those we, those weeds to keep them pre- emerging coming up from seed. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, next year you would uh, prevent prevent them. You know, about August first uh, or yeah, you, it's they're winter weeds, and normally the. They would be germinating up a germinating up a storm right yeah. now, but because of that uh, that nice cool weather and the <laughs> but the dry yeah the good news is because it's been so dry uh, we don't have our sustainable <laughs> winter <laughs> lawn that I'm we're so proud of, which includes uh, annual bluegrass and uh, henbit. And uh, not handbit. Yeah, uh, handbit. Okay, you got about one minute, guys. <laughs> and, well, come on, help help us with that uh, <laughs> that weed that he was best, talking about. Bed yeah. straw. Bed straw. Well, that's it. Me, Good work, Mel. What what product do you recommend to put down in August or September? Um, a maze or uh, XL, and that's the one that'll keep the sand, but it'll. Uh, Prevent the sand burrs, and yeah, I don't have trouble the, with those. most of those weeds you talked about. Oh. Image, okay, Maybe. all right, yeah, image. Alrighty, all right. So for Thank so for guys. right now, weed free zone, and then in September, the ones they recommend. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for waiting, man. All right, bye, right. Mike. Good luck. We're going to take a quick break, and while we do, I encourage you to give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That's two one zero. 30867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery. Wick, this is 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Yeah, welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. So I know we have tomatoes. Um, when would the rodeo have started? Like late January, which is no, in- yeah, first first week in February, I think. All right. So do we know what the rodeo tomato is yet? Besides rodeo tomato twenty twenty one, no. Ah, 
Do we know I, anything? I about, know what it is. Do you know anything about it? Can oh you, yeah. It's a big tomato, a small tomato. Small tomato. Oh, it's a small tomato. Okay, yeah. good. Um, what are some of its advantages? It's uh, very you, productive. Okay. And it's it has a lot of fruit on it. Oh, good. Okay. And uh, very tasty. Good. Oh, it sounds like Ruby Crush. I can't. We can't say anything. No. I'm scared to even guess. <laughs> well, the Milton, they're not telling us, so we not? can guess all we oh, want. Okay. Yeah. I'm scared the powers that be will come down from on high and <laughs> just, just, now, just now, punish think, me for uh, even suggesting. Think about what you said, the powers to be. Now, that, yeah, that's David that? Rodriguez uh. and, and Jerry and... Uh, David says he has a lot more power than he shows. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay. Changing the subject, speaking okay. of David Rodriguez, yeah. did, did anybody, any of our audience uh, tune in to on Tuesday's show? Yeah, for the, uh, show? the 19th. For the, I don't know. Call us and tell us how he did. Give us your critique, 210-308-8867. <laughs> uh, and then Milberger should have it up online. I'll go see if they've got it yet. I, I didn't know. Uh, I couldn't find it. Okay. On Milberger's. Uh, looking at Calvin's article in today's paper in the SA Life, and he's talking about uh, plant shade trees now to avoid summer heat. Uh, that means is when they're getting established, right? Yeah, and that's it was just a reminder that there's still time to get those in there, get the regular shade trees in there, and uh, and you can. Uh, Milberger has a great selection, and the selection that meets the needs of the CPS uh, rebates, too, so you can take advantage of that $50 program. And then the article goes on to talk about medium size, uh, some of the medium size uh, uh, trees. That's always uh, an issue, is a lot of folks have, uh, have real tall shade trees, and then. Yeah. Short uh, shrubs, and there's, there's a whole bunch of middle ground in there that are that really improves your landscape, and not to mention the low flying birds. <laughs> we always uh, mention to people when they're picking a tree or deciding what tree to use is is if you're planting them under or near power lines. Don't pick a tall growing tree. Uh, sure redbuds would do okay. Yeah, redbuds. Redbuds are blooming in a few places. Yeah, mine is blooming. <laughs> and and uh, somebody says, "Well, that's unusual. It's a little early." I said, "Well, I didn't think so, but I guess it. <laughs> I guess it is." A little yeah, early. normally it would be early, yeah. but uh, the weather has been so weird. But. Uh, as I was reading over this article, uh, the, and you're talking about uh, red buds and uh, uh, small lots, uh, and then he, you mentioned uh, uh, Paul Cox's Bubber Desert Willow. By the way, Paul gave, gave it that name, Bubba. Uh, they, they begged him to change that to a better name. That was part of the deal. If they they were if they were going to propagate it, they had to call it Bubba, and they have called it Bubba. Well, it's that was permanent uh, now. 
I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of reaction we get to have mentioning the uh, Bubba or the that tree, tree uh, those trees in, in this context of this article, because usually we don't <laughs> talk about uh, uh, growing one in full full sun out there. But if you're going to uh, desert willows, if you're going to mm. grow desert willows, yeah, they're uh, they're not consistent with uh, you know not generally part of the shade tree yeah version. And these are the ones that. That do best uh, in full sun and dry ground, well-drained so- soil. Yeah, if I if I remember the history on that tree, uh, that was a cross, I think, or I don't know whether it was a. Na- I'm pretty sure it was a natural cross that occurred at the botanical garden. I know the the mother tree, the original mother tree, above a, was at one time at to the San Antonio Botanical Garden, but uh, that that bubble has always been has been a good one, and uh, Calvin says about it that it's uh, that the the bloom the, the uh, blooms resemble orchids, which is is right, and uh, bubble is is purple, and it has a a larger bloom. That that was the that was what put Bubba on the market, and it is extremely popular west of the out west, in the desert areas. They've got some more desert willows now coming on the market. Yeah, it always amazes me how many but, uh, different selections there. Are. I don't think any of them are as vigorous as as Bubba is, and I don't remember the cross between what what cross. That were made, but I'm almost sure it was a it was a cross that uh, came up a ceiling cross that came up with Bubba Desert Willow. But anyway, we appreciate Paul Cox identifying that, and uh, uh, Paul worked closely with uh, wholesale growers, nurseries, and uh, especially with uh, one out in uh, uh, Arizona. Uh, something states nursery uh, out there in in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. But anyway, uh, that person would come and Paul would <laughs> show him around the botanical garden. And, and then, as far as we know, Paul had never uh, given him any uh, Texas mountain laurel berries. No, 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 no. Well, th- these people would have known better. <laughs> Uh, and then you mentioned the Mexican olive, uh, which I, I think we've given Mexican olive a lot more publicity in the last, say, five years uh, that that it's had in the past, but, and mainly because uh, there have been transplants available or yeah. seedlings available, plants available. Well, we tease about it being... Uh uh, a, a plant that is reacting well to uh, climate change. Yeah, but uh, it, it is uh, it is uh, performing well all over the the city, and it's hard to hard to beat that uh, performance as white flowers and yeah, uh, uh, lots of, lots of actually really uh, attractive uh, plant. 
And something, something a little different. Than yeah, you said it's a 25-foot plant. Now, that one, I'm trying to think of that one at the, at the uh, uh, Schultz house. Even be bigger. Was, was taller than that. I Mine think. is about, uh, at my house, it's about 25 feet. Is that right? It says, uh, has, uh, has a unmatched white bloom. And it's got a, what is it, a yellow in the center? It's, yeah. a, it's a white bloom with a yellow in yeah. the center. Well, no. Hummingbirds really like it. Oh, yeah. And uh, But it's not it's not to be eaten, by the way. But if you can find one, that's a good one. Uh, let's see. Other small and medium-sized trees to consider for San Antonio landscape are Vitex, Anaqua, Japanese Plum, Texas Persimmon, and Mexican Buckeye. Uh, I don't know that. I've seen that Mexican Buckeye blooming around a lot of banks, and it's pretty attractive in the early spring. Yeah, it is. And <laughs> the funny thing that popped into my mind when I was reading this is you could almost put a Red Baron Peach in there. Uh, I, I usually don't rec- I don't like to recommend people putting fruit trees in the front yard, but, but the way that thing blooms and has fruit and uh, yeah, it's deciduous but and, uh, uh, ornamental. It's has got a, as much ornamental appeal as any yeah, of the, any of these any of these that you mentioned. So uh, and they they like I said, Millburgers had got them on the market last year. I don't know where they came from, but uh, and he's got a lot of them this year. Red Baron Peach. Let's see. You wrote about that last week, didn't you? A week before. Uh, the peaches. Oh, and yeah. you mentioned Red Baron Peach. That's right. We did. We, we, we mentioned the recommended selections. If we were growing backyard peaches, this is what we would grow. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then we brought up that uh, Red Baron. I think we'll have probably have a lot of folks that are trying yeah. to grow the Red Baron. Yeah, Red Baron <laughs> is pretty enough to put in the front yard, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's very nice. It's, it's still going to be a short-lived tree by that, I mean, 8 to 10 years uh, because it has all the uh, insect difficulties that uh, a regular Pe- peach peaches. does. But uh, that bloom is just so is a killer. Trace was talking about how many uh, uh, ornamental peaches that didn't have fruit that they used to sell at Wolf's. uh, But they wouldn't bloom. They wouldn't regularly bloom pretty. But when they did, we'd get calls at the office. What in the hell is that thing? And since they weren't ever pruned, uh, they were big trees. And kind of throw you off when they, they're calling in about the bloom of a, of a peach tree, ornamental peach. But this is a definitely an ornamental peach, and it also has some pretty good fruit on it. It's a low chiller. So it, yeah. it, it blooms early right along with red buds, I would imagine. Uh, now, how much rain have you had at your place? <laughs> Not much. 
Not, no, not much. Not even. Yeah. Had a nine, uh, we had nine tenths in that latest. Yeah. Period. So we're we're almost. Well, I'd say we're approaching an extreme drought. Yeah. Well, we're ten inches behind the. The average, the yeah. average is 30 inches. We're, we're, at, we're at about 20. So mm. it's pretty severe. And uh, our winter weed, our horse herb, I know that we have a, or a listener that's very disturbed that uh, horse herb is not up yet. But um, no, I doubt she's uh, too disturbed with that. <laughs> Um, uh, so if uh, I'm disturbed about my horse herb not being green, and yeah, uh, uh, annual bluegrass, I love my annual bluegrass. I know. And what rescue grass is green normally at this time of the year. And uh, well, they're perking up. They're going to be. They'll be. You just watch, Jerry. Three four weeks we'll be moaning and groaning about all those darn weeds are back germinating. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh, but uh, that's why they they haven't shown up. But the ones that have shown up, uh, like I said, I, I was talking to John Thomas about uh, uh, blue about uh, what, what was seed. Varieties of seed, uh, a wildflower seed that we can plant now, that will germinate if we water, and uh, I water the area. And uh, he said the the weirdest thing that they've seen uh, this year is that the seed that they planted last year, blue bonnet, are com- is coming up this year. Uh, so they've laid, say, laid there in the ground. Uh, of course, they uh, they cultivate theirs that they plant, but they've been in place for over a year. And I guess the, the amounts of rain that they've had uh, has made them come up this year as well. I was telling my son Jeremy about that, and uh, he was saying, well, I can't believe that seed lasted a year. I said, blue bonnet seed has been known to come up 25 years after uh, after a seed crop. So uh, that uh, don't give up on them. But it's a little bit late for them to germinate. If they do, if the blue bonnet seed do germinate now, uh, it'll it'll there'll be very small plants and maybe one king bloom per plant. Normally during a drought like this we'll we'll see them you'll see the blue bonnets at the sides of the roads off the sides right near the sides of the road because the uh, the water condenses on the road and then runs down and waters the blue bonnets to get them to germinate. Mm-hmm. But, um, but if you see that going on in your lawn with other root, and this is a good time to use a weed-free zone uh, spray, and it comes in a already used spray, because generally everything that's green out there 
is a weed. Will turn into a weed. And uh, it's good. It's good to hear that fellow talking about uh, bed straw a while ago. Yeah. Except I couldn't. Uh, it's okay. As my old, as my old Latin teacher used to say, "Misery loves company." Huh. And uh, that where it's that's uh, where that expression came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julius Caesar, I think. Oh, I thought Julius Caesar <laughs> was your old Latin teacher. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she was as old as Julius Caesar. <laughs> oh man. I hope Julius wasn't that ugly though. Oh. Anyway, she, she's passed, Miss. She, she we'll won't, have to she pretend won't. we don't know him. I know. She, she won't hear about it, Miss. Okay. <laughs> He, she's, he's not talking about our favorite, one of our, our listeners, is he? No. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's talking about a person from the old history. Yeah, from, from his Tennessee. Um, Apparently he was taught Latin by a woman named Julia. <laughs> Julia Caesar was his Latin teacher. And, uh, <laughs> but oh, but you, he really <laughs> liked her. Uh, Didn't uh, you? Yeah. Well, this, is, this is the way he talks about people he likes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if he didn't like her, <laughs> woo. Anyway, she's passed. Right? Okay. Oh. And, anyway, so I, you're safe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from uh, the, from the beyond, she will haunt Jerry. Her, yeah. Her uh, daughter or niece or something. I just want her ghost to bug him. I think that's more fun. The way I, way I find my uh, bed straw. When it's come up, is I don't go out walk around in the yard looking for it. I just look at my dog, yeah, little miniature schnauzer. He, I mean, the first one that comes up, he gets stuck and uh, brings it in the house with him. And they, they don't, they won't unstick when that bed straw sticks to a dog. They're, they're pretty, pretty, pretty attached. But anyway, like I said, that uh, weed-free zone is what to use at this time of the year because other herbicides don't work in cool weather. And this? This does. And this, these, these weeds are really susceptible right now. Oh, yeah, they're growing. Yeah. Nice, uh, lush-looking, and, uh, and follow the label instructions, and you're going to get, you'll get, a good, you'll get a good job, you'll get a good response from applying the herbicide. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Going to go to a break in a second, but before we do, I want to talk to you about BSG Builders, Builder Systems Group. And uh, one of the things that occurred to me was when we were talking to the person about their armadillo, if he had one of their systems and he had a camera, on his uh, system, there you go. he could see exactly what was digging at up night? his feet. Uh-huh, absolutely at night. Does it have a light on it? Um, I'm not sure how it does it, but I know I've seen other people in other pictures. And they'll infrared? Sh- it'll show raccoons and stuff. <laughs> Is so it yeah, infrared? Apparently, it's not infrared. <laughs> apparently, it can pick up in low-light conditions. So Wow. Yeah. So BSG does security, and they do it great. They do a great job, and they do smart homes. They do all this technology, uh, and they get the finest equipment. And the best prices, in fact, some of the prices, like on the home theaters, they'll match the price you get at BSG. So go to BSG Texas. Uh, Actually, they'll beat it by 10%. um, But go to BSG Texas to learn more about that. But here's the cool thing. Uh, They're here in San Antonio. Check out the reviews of other security companies, and you'll see uh, that they don't have great customer service or great reputations. In fact, 
If they've got two stars, they're doing great. Then check out BSG. Five stars across the board. If they got four stars, you'd be surprised. BSG is a great company to work with. And tell them, that, oh, everybody here said hello. Say, Milton says, hey. Uh, and uh, they'll, they'll know who I am. Uh, it's 210-877-1222. Uh, 210-877-1222. Or check them out right now at bsgtexas.com. And you can well, tell which armadillo is pooping in your yard. You can. Or digging in your yard. There you go. Okay, we're going to take a break and talk to Catherine right after this. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Birthday, uh, Ron Townsend, uh, the OJs. All right, Al's playing some great music. It's amazing how many uh, uh, good artists that we have uh, in January births. Okay, let's see, who do we go to first? Catherine is on the line. Catherine, thanks for waiting. What's going on today? Uh, hi, good afternoon to all of y'all. I needed to know if now is a good time for me to cut back my thumbago and how far can I cut it back? How's it look? Is it it's scraggly. Oh. You know, I've got maybe two bl- two blooms left on it, but it's really it looks bad. Yeah, blue plum. It's blue plumbago you're talking about. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can cut that back. Uh, I my plumbago down the hill has fro- has frozen, frosted back. It's huh. dead dead plant or or dead tops. And uh, every spring, uh, about uh, about February, sometime in February, I cut them to the ground. And then it take, takes off when in March. Or oh something? yeah, yeah, it uh, per, takes off in March, and uh, grows grows right back. Uh, your, yours has been in a year. You planted your Oh, it's year been old? in. Oh no, it's been in maybe six, seven years. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, you can cut that to the ground. Now mine, mine, it looks pretty good. I mean, there's not a lot of blooms on it, but the foliage looks good. Mm-hmm. So there's, that's why I was a little surprised. There's yeah, no, oh, no rush to cut it back. Oh, my foliage is uh, gone. But so it, you can cut it back. And the, the good news with that plant, it's so versatile. It's gonna, it'll respond. Um, oh yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it, it, in March you'll have it going strong, so uh, no problem. So should I wait until February then? No, you don't have. You can no, do you it. Don't have to if it's unless you're worried about the low flying birds. Except yeah. if there's no foliage yeah. there. <laughs> oh, they don't like. No foliage. Low flying birds don't like no foliage. Well, they they like to hide. They, they, they like real foliage rather than imagined foliage. Yeah. <laughs> Those low-flying birds are so picky. I don't know. No, that, but they won't that, hurt to cut it back. Yeah, no, it's not, there's no advantage to uh, to waiting on that one either. No. Okay. So. And the same on that uh, salvia grigley. Greg, uh, yes, that definitely needs to be cut to the ground. Okay, because I've now, already Now, that can be... Like now there'll be some of the there's a lot of salvia grigia out there that really looks good. It's really booming up a storm, so that that'll be a, a, a that'll be a decision for you to make. Yeah, but some some okay. of them you got good plants. 
Yes, sir. Uh, can I squeeze <laughs> in one more question? I, yeah, I sure Some uh, bearded iris that my neighbor gave me about three years ago, and I only had one bloom last year. Well, I, I noticed that it says you're supposed to leave the uh, bulb a little bit exposed, and I didn't do that. I buried it. Okay. Then to pop it up, uh, dry, uh, if it doesn't bloom this year, uh, go ahead and lift it a little bit. What is it? Our bearded iris. Oh. That she buried. I can't do that now. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, well, you, you definitely would probably not have a bloom if you did it now. Okay. But, uh, yeah, you can do it now if you're looking for something to do. Just lift it a oh. little bit. Are you are yours in the sun or shade? It's partial. Morning okay, good. sun, afternoon shade. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. Okay. All right. Alrighty. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Sure, Catherine. Thanks for listening. That's a work. Okay. All right. We'll go to Ron now at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Sixty-seven. Hey, Ron, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on? Howdy, duty. Um, well, Howdy, duty. Yes, sir. Um, I'm more of a city slicker than anything. I've got to, I'm going to move to the hill country probably in about uh, anywhere from two to four years, prepping the house. and, and uh, But I want to move to the hill country. And But the, the, the older I get, the more I'm... I want this year. I want to do like my dad, grow my own tomatoes because I'm just listening to fried green tomatoes, batter dipped, fried. <laughs> a little bit of, I've brought it up before. A little oh, drop of yeah. bacon grease. Oh my mm. gosh! The fried with a little shot of salt and black pepper. It was yeah. next, to a pork, next to a pork chop. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Man. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what for dessert? Yeah. Well, it could be could be a could be an apple cobbler. Oh Lord! Hang man. up on this yeah. guy, Ryan. You know you're gonna open he's, up your own restaurant. He's killing me here. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Uh, what is that movie about the fried green? But to me, when she talks, green. he talks about it. Makes me think of yeah. that movie. Where, where, where are you moving I, to the hill country? I don't know. That's up in the air. I don't know. I know you can go as shy as uh, Comfort, then there's Bernie, then there's Carville. I've got oh, a, okay. A, I've got a man that advertises. <laughs> I got a man that that advertises, and he specializes in the hill country. So I have. I've just seen pictures, and I've been in, been there off and on throughout my life. And I just I want to get out of Converse, this tight little heavy duty, real tight. Okay. Just, yeah, I want to, and then I'm gonna. I'll be. Well, I'll be gardening, calling more often. I call, <laughs> but I called for uh, the shade trees. Um, I love to hear you guys. I just love your, your, your laughing and your chuckling. It's just darn good medicine. But you mentioned something earlier about a shade tree that just blew my mind. I couldn't believe what I heard, and I just need y'all to straighten me up here. Um, I could have swore I heard one of y'all say something about you need to get your shade your shade trees in now, so you so you don't have to deal with the summer heat. Now it's going. My gosh, what kind of tree could you put in the ground that's going to produce enough foliage? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I heard that. So I must—I know it's almost funny. Maybe it didn't come out right, or I, I just misunderstood it. But I—I I thought I heard get your shade, get your shade trees planted now, so, right. so you can be protected from the summer heat. And I thought, wow, you know, on this side of the earth over here, 
it would take years. You know, you could plant this year, all right. But, you know, for them to do it real good, you know what I'm talking about. It takes a few No, I, I don't think that's exactly what they meant. I think but, that's what they said. But, but, what they yeah. but I will throw in, we have instant gratification trees. Yeah. We Ooh, have trees big, 12-inch, wow. 16-inch caliper trees that require 18 winters to move them. So, yes, you wow. could get. Uh, and there is a real advantage to getting the trees in now. When the weather is uh, yeah. conducive to them, but to put in some roots. But the advantage is to the tree, not to necessarily to, you know. Oh, no, it's the best yeah. both. But, oh, they, okay. but they can buy. Just like Trace says. They can buy big enough to already help. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, and well and, even though I didn't participate in the conversation. But. And our friends at CPS recognize it. Uh, because they give their rebate for this rebate. planting the trees yeah. this time of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So. You, you would almost yeah. need a small crane to get some of those. I've seen those, pre, those trees that they're just transplanted so, with these big, massive bulbs. So, some of them won't be small cranes. Some of them are big cranes. <laughs> well, Picture a 16, okay. 16, 17-inch caliper oak tree. I've got them. Wow. Yeah, but, but I, 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 I think well, what they meant was it's easier on the tree to yeah. to plant. Yeah, the it's shot. When you're moving into the hill country... Yeah, with your fried uh, green tomatoes. It, yeah. Uh, if Ron's you, place. Uh, look around and see if there's uh, dead oaks in the in the property that you purchase. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be oak wilt. Big time yeah, bad up around Kerrville and whatever. And yeah, uh, you use recommended varieties for that area. And uh, if you're going to plant them yourself... Uh, you can start out with a smaller tree and mm-hmm. plant it now. And what yeah. Kevin meant about it, it'll establish a root system now in the winter. And then when it leaves out in the spring up there, which would be April, um, it'll protect itself and continue to grow. So uh, some of these recommended varieties are very adapted to the hill country areas and their growth potential. Well, we get reminded every every day too from our listeners that they were they were thinking back when they planted their this tree that it would never get big enough to 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 provide nice shade or to look yeah. look good in their landscape. And gosh, it's only yeah. it's only been three or four years and it's already oh, doing, yeah. doing a job. Oh my gosh! We, we we usually interview people to see how old they are before we recommend a tree. So oh. See if they'll yeah. live to hang a swing in it. And then we yeah. also cooperate <laughs> because our the, our memories aren't the greatest. There so you the, go. The, the th- yeah. three of us with the old memories, you know. <laughs> oh, Mil- Milton pleasure. helped out today. Yeah. So. Would that help you? Yeah. There is a it great site a that, that, that the Aggies did, too, for the Texas Forestry Department, Tree Finder. Yeah. So if you're ever mm-hmm. encouraged to go look at something like that, you, you key in the heights and where it's at and all that, and it'll kick back the suggested trees for your situation. Oh, that's good. Wow. Yeah, don't, don't, overlook, don't overlook the fa- fact uh, that you're going to have deer up there. Deer. Because that, that's going to be important with your gardening. You're going to have to build a fence around the garden, and uh, also rubbing of the rubbing of your uh, ornamental trees. 
Well, and if Casey does has an area where there aren't enough deer, yeah, I'm sure there's a neighborhoods like mine that'll yeah. give him Hollywood all Park. the deer he wants. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot to be considered. I mean, septic tanks, wells, and things that I. Oh know, yeah. But yeah, well, that's for that thought that's too. People, but, uh, that's people that do that up there. There you go. Specialize mm-hmm. in the hill country area. Thank you, Ron. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Ron. Good talking to you. Looking forward to that, yes. that pork yes. chop with the fried Hell green yeah. tomato sliced pork <laughs> and battered. And I'm, and I'm looking forward to selling him a 16-inch caliper tree. Oh, okay. Don't oh, talk yeah. to Trace. Yes, All right. We'll yes, talk yes. to you soon, man. Kathleen is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey there, Kathleen. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Fine, I'm listening to you fellows, and I'm happy as a bee. Uh, what about what about crepe myrtles uh, trimming them now, or ever, or a little bit, or what? I'd wait a little bit on. You saying you're going to trim them? No, he wants she wants to know if she can wait or on on her crepe myrtles, or she should trim them now. I think the right answer is if you still have seed pods on there, cut them off, and then leave it alone. Other than, other than cutting off the seed pods, that's really all you're yeah. supposed to be doing. Yeah, the, we everyone we used to say, well, don't don't <laughs> cut them too early and stimulate new growth because yeah. they'll be they'll be uh, uh, cold sensitive that new growth. But uh, they're 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 not in a hurry to put any new growth on crepe myrtles. And, and for God's sakes, don't mention it to Niels Perry. Or Greg Grant, uh, if you're planning to top them, cut them back severely. Why are you? No. They say they say don't don't. Oh, you don't really need to to prune a crape myrtle. Kathleen, why are you trying to prune it? Oh, well, I just 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 for it looks better. Just okay. to, you know, round it to top. But you you say you don't cut them at the top at all. No. Well. Well, uh, if you've got a big, tall one, uh, and you, you and you didn't weren't careful about choosing the correct variety, which tops out, at, they have we have a list of uh, crepe myrtles that we sell over here that uh, it gives the ultimate height of the tree and maturity. And so, uh, the, if you're putting in, if you're planting one, you want to be sure that plant the uh, color that you want, uh, the hybrids that have disease resistance, and also has the height, ultimate height, that you want them to grow. But I but see. if you if you do cut them, if you do top them, uh, well, that it's called crepe murder. <laughs> that's what that's what Greg calls it. Greg Grant calls it. Yeah. Well, just don't oh. don't mention any of our names. Tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, well, what about what about geraniums? When do when do they come in? I now, saw some last week. Yeah, yeah we, we already have, have them. Got a few six you packs, do? few six and a half inch, and, yeah. and some really pretty hanging baskets. Oh, and, uh, wonderful. The six inch and the hanging baskets right now are the Fantasia series, which ooh, that's ooh, good one. Doesn't yeah. mean as much for you now, but it means a lot more for you in you know May, June, and July when it's too hot for regular drinks. Yeah. What what color and, uh, you have? This, 
<laughs> Every color. I got a lot of them. Uh, I mean, the two main ones are going to be that uh, Fantasia Violet. Oh, yeah. And, and that, strawberry. That, the straw, strawberry sizzle. Sizzle, yeah. oh. Uh, but we got red and white and some pinks, too. The ladies like strawberry sizzle. I would agree with that. <laughs> I like it. I like it, too. I think it's the, the it's pretty. most vibrant of all of the colors. Yeah. I like the white, the white and then the kind of a orangey red. What? Orange. Orange. We don't have orange over here. We will have orange. We don't sell yeah. any orange. But I'm pretty sure it won't be fantastic. <laughs> Good for you, Kathleen. <laughs> Wrong okay. color. No. We okay. may have maroon, but no orange. No, that's fine, Kathleen. We have some orange. Okay. We'll, we'll take care of you, Kathleen. <laughs> yeah, just okay. talk to Trace. Thank you. Get Thank that you. secret orange deal. All right. This, is, this is a great geranium growing weather, is too. It? Big time. They, they love this kind of weather. All right, we're going to take a break, and while we do, we're going to ask you to give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m., The Answer. Richard is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Richard, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Not too bad. How are you, folks? Yes, sir. How can we help you? Yes. I called back uh, last summer about crabgrass infestation in my common Bermuda, and the recommendation back then is the best way to tackle it is a pre-emergent in the spring, so I know we're a couple of days or a couple of months away from that. Everything I've been reading says time it more to soil temperature versus a date on the calendar. And I reading of, of liquid pre-emergence, granular pre-emergence. I want, I want to know which is the best one for our part of the date. Well, the ones. Let's see, I've, I've, I haven't thought about. Uh, we we generally don't think about it as uh, as the. Uh, Temperature, soil temperature, rather than the time timing on the calendar. Yeah. So all those, the pre-emergence seemed to work really well, based on timing. I mean, just if you get it down uh, in time before they germinate. And they, yeah. And they prob- were, probably more importantly than temperature is is rainfall and moisture. But. Uh, yeah, let's see the the ones. So we're talking crab crabgrass or sandburrs. We're talking uh, February, right? March. Uh uh-huh. I don't know about. Uh, let's see. Is that is crab is crabgrass? Uh, it's about the, it's about the same time as sandburrs. Uh, yeah, right. So that would be. Uh, um, okay, the first, March first. Yeah, March first. Okay, so then our the products we amaze um, image image. Um, if if you can find it, remember got some. Yeah, and XL, and let's see, what was the uh, the one when we got them? Not portraits. No, that's not a broadleaf. Portraits broadleaf, but there was another one, though, that was 
Gallery, gallery. Gallery. One I keep coming across is called Dimension, and it's usually bought at feed stores in bulk. That's good. Yeah, Dim- Dimension's, Dimension's good. good product. And they got it. We, we sell it here at Millburgers, and I know Trace really likes it. Mm-hmm. It's one of his favorite uh, things to recommend is for pre emergent and it's pretty okay. versatile, too. You know, it can it deals with uh, not only crabgrass, but some of the other uh, pre-emergent weeds. And he would do that for the spring? Well, I don't know. I don't know that spring is. Crabgrass is kind of a hot weather. Oh, so, I mean, but he would do it now for hot weather. No, you wouldn't do it. you do it March. March, okay. March first uh, or so. But the other stuff, the other stuff, the other man was talking. The other. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the winter. That's the winter. winter. Oh, okay, okay. Germinates in the fall. I got you. That's why it kind of throws it. You know, when you're, uh, t- you got to get the timing in your yeah. in your mind, and then, and this year is is even tougher to get the timing in the because mind. Of the moisture. Yeah. No, there's no no rain, and so we haven't even seen the weeds out here. Jerry and I usually. Spend half the winter talking about the the winter weeds and yeah. yeah. Remember our, our wildflowers are winter weeds, Milton. I know. So would a solution <laughs> to that be a granular pre-emergent with uh, supplemental irrigation? Well, granular is always easier easier to use. Easy to distribute, and it, yeah, and it works well. You, you, it's not. It is. I mean, it uh, helps if you uh, do provide some ir- irrigation because you want it to function. But it's it's not a it's not a major problem. You know, you got you got three weeks or four weeks or whatever to to make uh, to, to get the timing right. Okay, I got the calendar right. set for March first. Thank you much. Thank you for calling. Good luck. Cool. Thanks, man. Bye bye. All right, 210-308-8867, where we travel virtually all the way up 281 to Johnson City. No, no. Johnson City Joe is on the line, and he's feeling his oats today. <laughs> What's I'm going on, Joe? I'm feeling a lot better. Good. <laughs> I am feeling a lot better. I got outside yesterday and trimmed my peach trees. Cut oh, good. Cut a brick and everything, but... Uh, I do have uh, uh, to tell. It's sad, Jerry. You know the Texas, the Texas armadillo. It's the Texas state mammal, small mammal. Okay? Is it? It is. If we no longer can eat them, what? And we can't, and we can't keep them for pets. <laughs> and we can't. You can't. It's a. It doesn't say don't eat them, does it? Well. You got to kill them to eat them. That's and, a good point. Well, good yeah. What if they're already dead when you find it? They, yeah, it's yeah, like well, a lobster. Can, I guess you got to call the game board like you do when you find a deer. It's dead. a heart attack. Boom! Uh, right there and dies. Hey, Can you eat that? Uh, a uh, uh, game board. Okay. Uh, maybe you could drop them in boiling water while they're still alive. <laughs> Ah. Like you do lobsters. No, it's yeah. like you're killing them at that point. <laughs> I think Joe's trying to avoid the killing. Them. It's a Texas state small mammal. Okay. We love our armadillos. I'm proud. I, I tried to keep one as a pet, but I was a kid. 
Yeah. And my mama made me get rid of it because it liked to prowl around at the house at night. I tried oh, to keep no. it in the house in a box without a lid on it. And he'd get up and prowl around because they're night animals. And my mama That's right. made me get rid of it. How'd you know, feed it? I was talking about the disease. It's, uh, the disease is leprosy. Yeah, that, right. That Arbordellas carried. Uh, but there's very... Uh, few uh, there's no they can't really trace the case to a human being yeah right and, uh, uh, that from, from it but it's, uh, it's it probably uh, gets rid of it when you cook it yeah you, you, kill, can... you kill that just wear gloves uh, yeah, there you go. You're not going to kill it. I wonder. I wonder what an armadillo with leprosy looks like. Does it lose its shell or does the shell slough off? I'm going to try to find a picture of it. Because yeah, send it to Jerry. Uh, <laughs> send him a few pictures of that. Yeah, if I could find one with leprosy, but there you uh, go. But uh, they, uh, it's interesting when you start looking at an armadillo about what what a wonderful animal that is and how people get all upset because they tear up the yard. Well, they're, they're in their yard because they got problems. Armadillo is just an indicator. It's softer, it's softer for the armadillo's nose to dig on a more soil, too. Yeah, they Aww. get in there and they can get those grubs. There you now, go. When I had it as a pet, I fed it worms. But uh, the question I have uh, today is, uh, I, I heard y'all talking about putting wraps around tree. I right. used to use I used to use I use whitewash. Uh, yeah, that uh, trash brought that. Uh, no, uh, that was Mark Peterson. Oh yeah, it talking about whitewash. whitewash. So, yeah. so what's the? Uh, I mean, I, uh, is one better than the other? I mean, no, up there in the hill country, they used to whitewash. Uh, but they might still do all the peach trees. Yeah, and and in Tennessee, that's very common in uh, in in your in uh, lawns and yards uh, to see the trees whitewashed. But that reflects the heat, reflects the light, and supposedly the. Uh, but I would say on a newly planted tree. That if you if you if you wrap, wrap them is not a bad idea, especially on certain species. Yeah. That we were talking Better about. Better than whitewashing them. Do what? Is it better than whitewashing? Oh yeah, yes. Because uh, I've never wrapped a tree. I've always whitewashed them. Okay. Well, okay. you keep on doing that. Okay. Now I have a, one more question. Okay. I rubbed on two of my peach trees last year. Okay, hey, they're sappy this winter. A lot of sap coming out of there. Right, right. Okay, uh, anything to do about that? No, uh, it's, it's gradually going up where they did rub. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. It's bacterial, potentially bacterial canker. You don't you don't want that to to be a get started. Start yeah, that's that's the kiss of death for peaches. That's what that's why they don't last more than ten or twelve years here. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't guess a uh, tree ceiling paint would do any good for that. 
Because uh, with that bleeding uh, or sap coming out, probably wouldn't work. Well, I saw old timers used to use tar, T A R. They smeared tar on them. Huh. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Like roofing tar, T A R. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I seen them smear that on uh, that before. You think that would help, Eddie? I don't think I so. don't think it has because no. that, that that was a treatment that they they did and they don't long they no longer do that. It, it what, hasn't, what that hasn't seemed to good? impress them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm, okay. I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, me well, too. I'm Thanks, Joe. Better. Remember, Jerry, always yeah. shuck your armadillos. There you go. It's a lot easier. It actually, Uh, you can cook them in that shell. But you got to kill them, and you can't kill them unless you're going to go across state lines against its will. You don't (laughs) want to do that, do you? No. Thanks, Joe. We'll talk to you later. We're going to say goodbye for today. we got to go, but we're going to be back here tomorrow. Take more calls. I'm sorry we didn't get to a couple people online, but we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer.